1: looking good yes
0: yes so head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all enjoy you're soon going to be losing money and not doing what you're right. supposed to be doing <laughs> it just made you feel better to buy it because <laughs> right. two months feels like two years at this right. point <laughs>
1: It's like <laughs> one day since I've been to the office. One day, I, I made it. I did it. <laughs> I, I bought the system and now my business just runs itself. Yeah. <laughs> Feel the pain. Feel the pain, embrace <laughs> the pain.
0: Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top-producing realtors in
1: the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. Welcome. It's episode 182. Okay. Is it time to hire a coach? No. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Episode over.
0: (laughs) Stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're not off to a good start here. <laughs> that is a terrible I said start. I would be
1: more open-minded. Maybe. Maybe it is time to hire a coach. <laughs> no. I mean, don't tell him the answer at the beginning. <laughs> no. Okay. First of all, let's do a disclaimer. <laughs> well, one, <laughs> neither of us are coaches. No, we are not starting a coaching business. Nor are we offering coaching. Nope. People have many times asked us if we will coach. Yeah. I don't know why, but even the word gives me a little bit of the heebie-jeebies. I think it definitely got a bad reputation. It has a negative connotation, okay? Because I think, we'll get to this, but coaches by merit are really good salespeople. Yeah. Right? Because they're going to teach you. To be a good salesperson. Correct. That's the whole point. Yeah. And I don't think that really is ingrained deeply in either of us. I feel like we're more service-based humans. Yes. Than sales-based humans. Right.
0: I feel like if you were, you know, selling something specific like cars. Right. There is actual technique involved. Yeah. Things to say. You need to be very trained in that. Right. We're not I, – I don't consider us to be sales people in that way right so coaching for us is it would it would be very different agree okay. now
1: i'm going to ask you have you ever paid for a real estate coach no okay have you Um, sort of. Okay. Okay. So I have done one of Brian Buffini's programs called Blitz. Okay. Mm, I wish I remembered the year, but let's call it 2017, 18. It's been a few years. Okay. It was one that he runs for either 30 or 60 days, and it is very database focused, because you know, that's his jam. Okay. So- it was things to do to reach out to your database, things to do to grow your database. Um, and it was very concentrated on building that up. This sounds more like a class it, on but, a specific right, topic. Right. So it was a program that was like, but you he didn't offers, have, no, I didn't have a, my own coach. You didn't have okay? coaching calls, no, and scheduled no. time. He does do that. Okay. He does do, you can have your own coach, you can pay the, the money, and you can get a call, whatever, once a month, twice a month, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I think we had maybe a couple of like group calls or webinar types but okay. it was very self-led. Okay. okay? So yeah. it was not a coaching program. Okay. It was it was, it was like it was self-led. Okay, sort of. Yeah. Okay. So I did that um also Back when I had online leads, so at Market Leader, they would assign you a coach that maybe had to check in with you once a month or once a quarter or whatever it was Okay, um, to give you like tips and advice on how to use the pro, how to use that source, lead source, right? Okay. When I signed up for Zillow, I didn't do that very long, like less than a year. And that was many years ago. Um, They do the same thing. Okay, you get a Zillow person who's going to talk to you and coach you about how to to turn your Zillow leads. Okay. Right? Okay. That's all the coaching I've done. Okay. When you were in Dave Ramsey though, mm-hmm. would you can there is a coaching component to that? Um They had quarterly check-ins just to
0: see, like, are you struggling in a certain area? They had all of my statistics on, like, where are you doing well? Where are you not doing well? How many times are you following up? So we we did have quarterly check-ins. Okay.
1: Yeah. And when I had, um, like, leads like that, there were webinars and things that were associated with how to utilize them, which I did felt like had a coaching angle. Yeah. Okay. But neither of us have paid a coach to coach us. No. So now you know. We're giving you our thoughts on this from that. That is our background. Right. Okay. I'm not a coach and I haven't paid a coach. Correct. Okay. We'll see if this is still helpful for people at the end.
0: (laughs) I think one of the reasons that we wanted to talk about this is because we are seeing a huge influx in the market where... Coaches are really promoting themselves, yeah. pushing, selling, lots well, of
1: coaching. I also think that the, the when the market shifts, the actual market conditions cause agents to then think of, okay, what do I need to do to grow my business? Or maybe my business has come to a halt, or maybe it didn't even get off the ground. Maybe I need to be taking more drastic measures. Right. In some ways, I think
0: some of the coaching industry is thinking now is a good time to really sell because- Realtors are scared. Right. They're nervous. Are we going into a recession? Will I ever sell a house again? But Alyssa, you need this program. You need it to This get is going to help you. Yeah. And so I think they're kind of like preying on that a little bit. They-
1: my personal opinion is that they always prey on that insecurity a little. Yeah. That I don't know what to do or I can't I'm not do doing it without them, right? I'm not doing the right things or I need someone to yell at me and yeah. tell me what to do. <laughs> hey, look, and maybe you do. Yeah. Yeah. There is a total possibility that you have the type of personality that needs someone to really push you in that way. And I think a lot of what we were going to discuss today is when you're fearful
0: about what the market's going to do or your security and your real estate career, um, it's probably not the best time to be spending more money. A lot more. A, lot, a lot, more lot more money. You know, coaches have gotten very expensive. Yeah. And there are so many free resources out there that there's several questions to ask yourself before paying money. Right. Right. Do you want
1: to do the questions now?
0: Yeah, let's go over some of those. Okay.
1: So, if you're going to if you're considering
0: hiring a coach or maybe you have a coach and you're trying to decide if you need to keep them.
1: Right. I think well, first of all, if you already have a coach, you should have been tracking your numbers pre and post coach. Right. If your sales numbers haven't gotten better and the coach isn't basically paying for itself, then Buy. you got to, yeah, you got c- to cut off. that off. Mm-hmm. Okay. But here are some questions to maybe ask yourself and help you do an inventory of your business before you spend that money. Okay. Are you already doing what you committed to or are supposed to do? Like if you feel like I buy into the whole database thing, I know I'm supposed to work my database, but I'm not doing that. Well, if you're not doing what you're already supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're soon going to be losing
0: money and not doing what you're <laughs> right. supposed to
1: be doing. <laughs> this, so. is what, this is what's going to happen. The coach is not going to tell you to do that thing or a different thing. And if you're still not committed to doing the thing. Right. You have to have some level of commitment. Right. Even if you're paying money. You yes. Know, you have to say, yes, I'm willing to do this. Okay. But here's the thing. Jenna Kutcher has said you have to pay to pay attention. Yeah. And I do understand that from – like, look, maybe you're like, oh, this – coaching check that I'm cutting every month or writing or whatever your auto draft is really hurts. Like this thousand dollars is really a lot of money. And you're like, I'm going to do whatever they say because I'm spending all this money. Right. Look, if it motivates you that way. Yeah. Okay. If you but, have to lose money. But you really need done. to take stock of who you are before you make that commit. Because they're not going to let you get coaching for one month. No. No. It's usually like a six-month commitment, maybe Mm -hmm. a year. Like, it's a long-term, very high-dollar commitment. Right. Okay. Next question. Do you just need accountability? Yeah. (laughs) So is it possible that you could find an accountability partner for less
0: or probably no money at all. Yeah. Just someone in your office or in another office that you could say, hey, would you mind like meeting with me every other Monday? We can get coffee and go over our game plan, our strategy, hold each other accountable, get each other through whatever we're struggling with, set some goals.
1: Accountability partners are amazing. And free. And free. And it's a mutually beneficial relationship, right? Yeah. What do they want to work on? What do you want to work on? How can you hold each other accountable? Like, Mm -hmm. where can you check in? And look, an accountability partner doesn't have to be another realtor. It could be a friend or a spouse or someone else in business that maybe it's a lender or maybe it's like... But I will tell you there's some keys to picking an accountability partner. You can't pick someone that's your best friend. No. Because y'all are going to not really like be mad at each other if you don't do the work, right? Like
0: it always made me a little sad. Like one time I was in this accountability group briefly, and when we would get together, someone was like, so who did the homework? Me neither. Ha, ha, ha. ha." And it's like, but it's not funny. No,
1: you need to pick someone who you don't know well enough that you would almost feel a little bit embarrassed if you didn't do the homework. Yeah. You'd be like, I don't want to be the loser that shows up and didn't do my homework, right? Right. Right. So someone that you don't know well is a little bit better. I will say the other um, way to handle this, if you do want to pick someone you know well, pick a thing that you're both doing together and make it super niche and small. Like maybe your accountability partner only um, checks in with you and works with you on one thing. I'll give you an example. Okay. Our friend Sarah Becker, friend of the show, is my current accountability partner for one thing only. Your newsletter. My email newsletter. I love that y'all do that. Every week we have one phone call. It lasts usually 30 minutes. We both say what our newsletter is going to be about. Or if we can't think of something, we sort of like brainstorm together. We either put our Zoom on mute and work, literally write the email together at the same time. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Or we will hang up and be like this, you know, 10 in the morning, checking back in at 3 p.m. and you have to have your email written. Like you have to send it to them to read. Yeah. The fact that it is one very small task, and that mm-hmm. is not a small task by any means, but it's one thing has made it... Um, Kept us from getting like overwhelmed, shiny thing syndrome. Like, let's talk about this in business. Let's talk about this in business. Mm-hmm. I, it's just easier if you pick that one thing that you – and then once you get in the habit of it, you're like, "Oh, this is flowing. the most consistent I have ever been, one, with an accountability partner other than Chelsea, which we still do our calls, but it is different. And two, that I've done the thing I wanted to do for this long. Like, we've been doing it since September, so – I mean, I'm on five months. And you're doing it weekly? Weekly. Wow. That's weekly. That's a big deal. So if you want to talk to your database weekly or plan your social media weekly, you can pick any of these smaller like things of your business, get yourself an accountability partner that wants to do the same thing. Right. And then do them. Yeah. It's Amazing. I think sometimes
0: where people go wrong is they get really excited in the initial stages of starting a new program Anything. or getting a new accountability partner. And they're like, okay, we're gonna do all the things. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna set these really big goals and we're gonna do it together. And then when they're not met. So well, I really like that you talked about like picking one thing, sticking to it, yeah. keeping it simple. If I could do this one thing, I know my business would be better.
1: Right. And a lot of coaches, I do think zero zero in on one strategy or one tactic. Maybe they're going to tell you to call expires Mm -hmm. and next week or whenever you check in again, you have to have called 200 expires, whatever the thing is, Right. right? So it's still that idea of let's pick a thing and let's do it consistently and do it well. And then we can move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Or just stick with the thing. Yeah. Maybe it'll work. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, accountability partner might be what you need instead of a coach, or at least maybe start there. Mm-hmm. Give that three months, see how that feels before you spend the money. Um, whenever Chelsea and I did a systems and social mini mastermind way back in 2020. At the end of it, we taught people how to get their own accountability partner. Because in the midst of this mastermind, it became very evident that the part that was really helping people was meeting other agents from all over the country that they didn't know who were struggling with the same part of their business. And then putting those people together and being like, okay, you want to work on this? Me too. Or like, I'm afraid to get on video? Me too. And then they kind of held each other accountable, but they didn't know each other. Sure. And that is the key. I think that's a great point. Okay. So those are our tips on maybe you want to try that. Here's your next question if you're going to hire a coach or you're trying to decide. Do you currently have or own a program, class, or tool that you already, already paid for, but you did not complete or use?
0: Yeah. I think this one is a huge question. I mean, I have them. We all have them. There's things that you thought, I just need to make this purchase, and then I'm going to do the class, and everything will be fixed. Everything's going to be magically fixed. And sometimes, I actually read a study about this where... Making the plan sometimes satisfies that impulse in the brain. Yeah. And then you're, but then nothing ever happens you don't after execute. It. you don't execute because just the purchase satisfied the itch.
1: You're like, see, I did something. I did it. I did it. I made progress. Right. But then you never took the course. Okay. So if you bought a class, if you, Took a class and took a bunch of notes and you're like, I'm going to go home and do this stuff. Like, go back (laughs) through your stacks of notes or your notes on your phone and be like, what classes did I take last year? Did I implement anything? Before you invest in something else. Right.
0: Let's make sure we're utilizing everything that you already have. Have we fully fleshed out the things
1: we already have? Yeah. I think that is really Something we don't ever talk about because we're so embarrassed that we didn't finish the thing or we didn't do, or we paid the money for the thing and then we didn't do the thing. Maybe it's a CRM. Maybe it's like uh, some type of advertising tool. It could be, you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. It's so great. And you pay the money or you sign up for the subscription and then you never even do anything with it. Right. No, it just made you feel better to buy it. Right? <laughs> That's not the point. Yeah. You have to actually implement these things. Mm-hmm. So go back and take like an inventory of what I mean, what I, do you already have? I literally have a sticky note with an inventory of the things I have paid for. And uh-huh. I told myself last year I'm like I cannot buy anything else
0: mm-hmm. until
1: I fully go What's through these things. What's an example of one? Um like I I had Ra- I mean, just the most random stuff. I know you took, like, a handwriting class one time. Oh, I never finished that. Okay, so that's one. <laughs> yeah, I loved the handwriting class. Ainsley and I are in the middle of an art class. Those are, like, for fun. Yeah, those yeah. Those are those. Yeah. Um, for business, I had one for, like, how to host a retreat, how to – um, you know, time management is the one I have right now, like, a big time management course. I had one that was – um. Just like kind of like about funnels and passive income, but I did actually complete that one. So great, I was like, I'm going to go through this. Yeah. So and I had like digital course academy. I went through it. Yeah, like like you have some you finished. I have some I finished, but I but have, you know what
0: I realized too when I think about some of the things I haven't finished, it's because, like the information could have been found if I wanted, if I wanted to take a course on time management, right. I, do you know how many free podcasts there are out there about time management? Sure. Books. Books. Like the resources is overly abundant. Right. And so when I would actually buy it, it felt
1: so good. But then when I started listening, I'd be like, oh, well. Right. Look, this is, you know. So here's the other thing. Um, James Clear said this on a podcast I listened to recently. He was like, read a lot of books. But he said, quit as many as you start. Here's the point. If you get into the book and it's not working for you, a lot of people just get stuck, don't finish the book, but they never go on to the next book. Oh, they just, they're, they're like. They're stuck on the book because they're like, well, I didn't finish that one. I'm in the middle of this book. So does he say don't finish it? just Yeah, move just on? move on. He's like, if the book isn't working for you, move on. So by the same token, if you have a program or a tool or something you need to cancel or like, it's not- canceling it if it's not working. But in your mind, you have to say, I tried this and it didn't work. If you didn't even crack the book open, that doesn't count. I, you are so good at taking
0: courses and like, lo- liking to learn. I do like to learn. I cannot sit still in front of a computer yeah. to do it. Now, if it was like a podcast, course, like a course I could listen to in the car where I didn't feel like I wanted to watch. If it's, if it's a video, I feel like I need to, sit down at my computer. And this is just me being like, I can't sit You're not the only one like this. So that's how, that's why I know I'm not personally a good course taker. Right. Even CE, I, I, even though it's, it's hard for me, I would rather go in person because even though it's, I know it's not very efficient, but it's like, that's what I need to learn if Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to like pay attention. Right. Whereas if I'm on the computer I just know for me, that's not how I work best, right? But I loved the group that we had—the the, the listeners that get together every Monday and discuss a, the episode from the week before. Yeah. Like you could find anything where you say, Hey guys, this week we're going to listen to this thing on this topic and right. we're going to discuss it next week. Yeah. And just figure out ways to like support each other, keep your brain open to new ideas. Yeah. And there, there's just so many free things out so there. So many. Before free you have to jump into purchasing. Yeah. But the question is, are you even going to do it? Right. Connie, my broker, is a big advocate about. If you come to the trainings and you need help on the weekend or after hours, she has zero problem taking your phone call. Yeah. But if you're someone that never shows up and doesn't come to the training and doesn't right. do what you're supposed to do, and then it's 7 o'clock and you're trying to fill out your first purchase you're agreement, like, no, no. and you're like, help, help. It's like, did you come to the purchase agreement class? Right. Because now you're inconveniencing everybody else. And I do think this could be a huge message to the new agents out there yeah, that you need to be very respectful of... Are you asking everybody else to just take their time to teach it to you? Or are you being a good steward and actually going to the classes and embracing the training and education? I know it's hard, but it's the only way for it to really work.
1: Right. I would say that makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which leads me right to the next question.
0: Hey, friends. We are here to tell you that we have made you a
1: freebie. A freebie. It's free. It's free. Those are my favorite ones. I know. Look, (laughs) I love a good freebie, and this one is vital. I love it. Now- I will say we have always, since episode nine, way back then, when we had our database episode, the original, had our database template for free. Yes. yes. It is a spreadsheet. It is the column headers and some instructions on how to use it. It is not difficult. No. (laughs) But we have amped it up this year, and now there is a... Who do you know list that comes with your database template? So
0: this list will really help you build your database. If you feel like you don't know who to add, how do I find people? This list gets you brainstorming
1: about who do you already know? Right. This even works if you're brand new to your area. Yeah. So who do you know? You're going to take the list and you're like, oh, yeah, I know these people. I know them. And Mm. you're going to put them straight onto that database template and you're going to hit the ground running with your database work, it's an excellent resource. And you just have to visit hustlehumblypodcast.com slash start here. Yes, because the database
0: is the foundation of your business. It's where you need to start. Start there. Perfect. Okay.
1: Enjoy. Enjoy. Who is your support system? Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, here's the thing. Yes, your coach is supposed to be your cheerleader. Um, Maybe your teacher. They're going to give you like some accountability, right? Your broker should be that person. A hundred percent. If your broker does not care about you and what you're doing and isn't your cheerleader and doesn't give you advice and doesn't teach you or point you in the right direction of where you should be taught, maybe you need to reconsider your broker. Yeah. Maybe you're at the wrong place. Because they're more fully invested in you than a coach would be. Yeah. They stand to actually make money if you make money. Right. If your broker doesn't care about what you're doing, that's a big red flag for me. Mm -hmm. Now, you can go back and listen to episode number 56, which is, should you change brokers? And I think it actually will help you ask the right questions of a coach as well. Mm -hmm. So when you go through that episode, it kind of says, all right, are you doing the right things? Right. What does your broker actually offer? What are the reasons that you want to leave? These are the same things you want to ask when you want to hire a coach. Yeah. You know, are you doing the right things? Why do you even want to hire a coach? Like, mm-hmm. What is making you think that's going to be the answer to all your problems? Mm-hmm. Because the coach isn't going to do the work for you, right? Right? They're just going to point you in the right direction and tell you to come back later so they can shake a finger at you if you didn't do it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. So I think your your broker is an important part of this, and I want to tell you a story Okay, uh, about my first broker, <laughs> who's no longer in the area or our market, so I'll just put that out there. When I was very new at my first broker, which I lasted all of three months at, oh. um, and I'll tell you what was maybe one of the final straws, and I'm like, I've got to move on, Um one day I went to the lunch and learns. I went to the classes at the office. I was, you know, I could see you being very, studious. I tried to like, I was wanting to learn. I was going at this point in time still to the board of realtors and taking all the classes. You know, I'm like, I want to learn. I want to be a good agent, whatever. I still have not had a single client. And one day I'm at home starting. It's like a while in like two, three months in. I'm like, still no client, nothing, no movement. Um, I am at home, probably sleeping too late, feeling a little sad that yeah. this isn't working out, even though I feel like I'm trying. Because <laughs> two months feels like two years That's at this right. point. <laughs> and I got a call from my broker on the telephone. Oh. And um, I'm like, oh, what is this? And she says, hey, I um, I noticed that, and I was in a very large office, okay? okay. Let's call it 200 agents. Okay, um, I noticed that you... Um, aren't busy or haven't sold anything yet or said something to that effect that I thought, oh my God, is she going to give me a lead? My broker is giving me a lead. I'm so excited. Um, So I didn't know if you wanted to like earn a little extra money. Um, I need some errands run. Personal errands. Oh, would you like to go pick up my dry cleaning type of stuff? Okay. I was like, (sighs) okay, wow. This is not what I was expecting. I've never heard this story. I felt so small. Yeah. Like, you obviously don't think I'm a realtor because you just asked me to run your errands. And on top of it, I'm like, well, I – I mean, she was like, I'll pay you a couple hundred dollars. I'm like, well, I could use a couple hundred dollars. Did you do it? I did it. Oh. And then I did not work there anymore. Then you were like, I feel so degraded. I was totally degraded Mm -hmm. because I was like, well, wait a minute. But that – that's when I realized I'm like this person who I thought was gonna be my cheerleader, and that's how it felt in the you know interview interview, was like, Oh, you're not busy. Why don't you just do some of my like grunt work? And I was just kind of like, wow, this is very eye-opening. Yeah. Like, she was never gonna be my cheerleader for real estate. No, that's not how she saw me. Mm-hmm. I was just another person who didn't it wasn't working out for. Right. So anyway, I guess my point is. <laughs> Who is your broker? Yeah. How do they make you feel? Mm -hmm. If it's not a good relationship, I mean, that should be your basic, like, fundamental piece of your real estate support system. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Now, the rest of your support system is important. Very important. We got an email recently about an, you know, unsupportive spouse. Obviously, you can't just leave your spouse, but maybe you want to talk less about work to the people who are not supportive. It's your mom or your friend or, you know, other agents in your office. If they're making you feel bad and not like, you know, a good support system, then limit those communications about real estate. I mean, we all
0: know that there are people out there that are just anti-realtors. They don't think that what we do is real work. Right. And and there's a lot of reason that they believe that. There are so many part-time agents. It's very easy to get your license. There are very unprofessional agents. And so it's easy to get a bad name, but yeah. that... it. It takes us, the full-time working professionals, to bring credibility back to the realtor name. Right, for sure. And to show people that we do work and that I do understand not all realtors are created equal. No. But I'm here to give it my all and be very professional. But sometimes you just have to, you know, know, not listen to the naysayers.
1: Right. Put yourself in a place where you're excited to do the work.
0: Yeah. And it is hard. I mean, we have heard that, you know, there are several spouses out there th- that are married to realtors that are struggling because yeah. we are a fluctuating income. And I think going into it, making sure that. You have that conversation ahead of time that I really want to get into real estate, but I may not make money at first and it's going to take some time. And I may make really good money and then things
1: may slow down. It's, can we do that? Is that an option for our family? Right. So if you're feeling a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. from like your personal connections and that's fueling you towards getting a coach, that's not good either because throwing more money like yeah don't into the fire is not going to help you like in that situation. I mean, I can remember when
0: we first like had gotten back from our honeymoon and it's like back to real life. Yeah. I'm officially like living in his house feeling like okay, so now we just like do life together, I guess. Right. That's how it works. And I was a new realtor. I mean, yeah. it was 2012. So I I was in like my first year and I really didn't have a lot going on. Uh-huh. And he, you know, it was in law enforcement and had very strict schedule. And right. I found myself at times like embarrassed. Like what, what should what I, do I do all day? Right. I've got to do something. And it kind of oh. took... That feeling, instead of like wallowing in it, being like, I, I just have to get dressed and go to the office, go to the board, attend classes. Get like, out. yeah, Get out mm-hmm. so that I can have a productive day. Right. So, so that you're dressed. You're, get dressed. I read this article about how um, confusion is actually a good emotion. Oh, okay. Because confusion points to... Um, an area that you need to understand better. Okay. It, it, it Confusion points you to something that requires more research. Okay. I like or that. Or confusion points to a turning point. Okay. Right. So whenever you're feeling like a negative emotion, like I feel down because I feel embarrassed or I feel confused about what I should be doing, instead of like wallowing in that and thinking that's just how you're going to feel, right? that's the time to say, okay, this means I need to get dressed and go to the office. Yeah. You know, I love how um, James Clear said that if you um, feel like, you know, I haven't worked out in three years, the second you go to the gym or go for a walk you're back
1: right it's you know, over it only takes the five like minutes. yeah
0: like the streak is over you right. did it it's so it was you, so easy you got dressed and went to the office done you did it you've been there yeah day one. Oh,
1: you know that what makes reminds me of you know those poster boards and like factories or something it says blank days without an accident oh <laughs> <laughs> it's like one day since i've been to the office one day i i made it <laughs> i did it zero. <laughs> i've been to the office okay um Here are some also things to remember when you're thinking about hiring a coach. Okay. Um, A coach cannot change the market conditions. Right. So they're not going to change what's going on in the market. They might give you some tips or advice on how to navigate it, but they aren't going to change it. Um, We kind of mentioned this, but they are great at sales. So if you want to learn to be a salesman, great. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be sold to, Yep, they'll get you. They can. And I think knowing that before
0: you go into
1: it. Right. If you're like, well, I'm just going to call and see, Right. they're
0: going to get you.
1: Yeah. And they've got the scripts already. They're ready. They know how to do it. Yeah. Um, You got to be tough going in. And of course, coaches cannot do the work for you. Mm -mm. So if your problem is that you don't want to do the work, they are not a magic pill. Like this is not going to be like, I bought the system and now my business just runs itself. Yeah. (laughs) Coaches by far are the ones who are going to be like, you have to go and do this. Right. You have to make the 100 cold calls. You have to go and knock on the for sale by owner door. Like You have to do the work. Mm-hmm. They're just going to tell you what the work is. Now, if you feel like you don't have a system and you don't know how to work with clients, um, I don't know every coaching program. Maybe there are some that will help you get the foundation laid and then point you in the right direction and that's what you need. But I do have some messages from our our listeners Okay, about coaching. Oh, Where'd these come from? Well, you'd be surprised, but we get a lot of messages in relation to the show, coaching, what's going on in their business, Um, you know, kind of just sharing. They like to share. Yeah. Okay. So here's the first one. I wish I would have found you guys when I started. I still to this day have no systems or routines that are consistent. I didn't know these things in the beginning, didn't treat it like a business, chase the sale more often than building relationships. I am starting to implement your strategies and tools so that I can climb out of this rut and do better. For myself as well as my clients. I just wanted to say thank you so much for sharing yourselves with the world and giving me an aha moment I have never found. I've tried and gave up on several different coaching sessions, Wow! got yelled at by one of (laughs) blank. I'm not going to tell you who, but a big, huge name coach. So I've tried and gave up on several different coaching sessions, got yelled at by one of blank's coaches, been bullied into cold calls and door knocking, and it all felt impossible. You ladies get me a switch flipped after a few episodes, and I am just blown away by the motivation and enthusiasm I feel that I rel- Really never had. That's so nice. And I'm not reading these because I want to read reviews of the show. My point is, you can listen to the show. Right. Maybe what you need is here or somewhere else that's out there for free. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. Okay. There's a lot of noise out there, and it's hard to know what's worth the money and what isn't. As a new agent, I've been distracted by a lot of coaches and other products and such. Mm. I mean, right? Mm -hmm. Here's one that makes me sad. I paid $6,000 to basically be told I wasn't working hard enough or fast enough. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. So sad. I've been in the business for five years and have learned way more from these agent systems and email templates and hustle humbly than anything other things I've done, more than anything from any broker and more than coaching from a big name coach. You know what really bothers me? What? Is that I'm a
0: very like skeptical person. Right. And so many people hire without research. Right. There was um, a, a pretty big coach that, you know, everybody was just so excited about, and I just did not have a good feeling about it. Yeah. It was just not a, I, di- I didn't like it. And like people I knew were paying a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I was doing some research and found that he had never, he was never able to make it as a real estate agent. Right. He never could do it. Right. Maybe they're motivational and they can like inspire, but they never could actually do it. So. Right. Like, why would I get you to teach me how to ride a motorcycle (laughs) when you you can't can't ride ride a motorcycle? (laughs) you can't
1: ride. Like. That's probably not the person I'm going to ask. No. But here's the problem. It's not an interview in the way you interviewed your broker, right? Mm -hmm. The coach is selling you. Yeah. So you're not there to ask them questions now. You could if you're going to be aggressive, but mm-hmm. I don't know that. So I, I have these. What do you ask your coach before you decide? Yeah. Did they or do they sell real estate? Right. I mean, what? And what, why don't you anymore? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> And what qualifies them to coach you? Mm-hmm. My next one was, what will they be teaching you? Obviously, they're not going to tell you, but like, what is the basis? Mm-hmm. Is it cold calling? Is it? I mean what cuz I don't want a cold call. Right, if so. I'm never going to do that and that's what you teach, I, this isn't a good fit, right? right. So what were they or what are they going to teach you? What kind of results have they gotten before? Yes, they're going to give you their su- there's a success story in there, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how they keep getting yeah, people, I'm right? Sure. Yes, always. Ask if you can speak to a previous client mm-hmm. or start asking in the Facebook groups hey, have you ever used XYZ coaching? Mm -hmm. Because what you really want is to find someone who used it who isn't being sent to you from that program. Right. Right. Like we don't want an unbiased review. We want an actual unbiased review. If you haven't found an unbiased review of the program, one that wasn't produced by that program, Mm -hmm. then you haven't done enough research yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe you're going to find some people who loved it. I, you know, it's possible. Okay, those are my questions on what to ask the coach. Do you have any others? Um,
0: asking what is including in your coaching contract. Is it weekly, twice a month? Is it a call? Right. Is it Zoom? Like, what? what is it going to be? Right. Um, someone said to ask, do you pay for personal coaching yourself? Do oh, that's you, a great question. Do you do coaching? Like,
1: like who coaches did, you?
0: Yeah, who coaches you? Or how did you learn to coach? How many agents do you coach now? Okay. And then it says, and may I talk with a few that are on my current level? okay. Do you do any live events or classes? Do you have a system for me to follow or will you be customizing one based on my own strengths? Oh, that's a good one. So the biggest thing they were saying was just actually pay attention, take notes and like pick up on red flags if there's things that are important to you um, and then just understanding are they too busy for me? Mm -hmm. Will I fit in here? I think it would be okay to say what happens if we have a coaching call and I hadn't completed the homework. Right. Right. Because right. that response, like, right. could let you know how um, that's going to go.
1: I would also like to say that coaches as people are not bad people.
0: No. They're just they're making a actually, living like anybody and they're else. Usually,
1: if they're motivational and inspiring, that's an actually great attribute to a person, right? Mm-hmm. I love the idea of them being excited for you and, like, motivational. Um, I did have one more person message us and say – My coach was lovely, but they just throw so many ideas at you about marketing before I really knew or understood the components of a sale and listing. Mm -hmm. They really drive hard on cold calling and Instagram marketing. Personally, I am not planning to cold call ever. And the Instagram (laughs) was just a little ahead of my time. So see, they were teaching her things she didn't that's not her. to do. She wasn't going to do. It goes back to like
0: your vibe attracts your tribe. Right. Her people, her her client base was not on Instagram. No. So that's probably no. not the place to be. Right. We had an agent in my office. She is um, much older, retired from her career and okay. getting into real estate just to have something to do, giving it her all. Okay. And she was saying that she had talked to someone that was like, you have to be on social media, this and that, this and that. And so she's like – In our meeting saying, I've been trying to figure it out and I just feel like I'm, I feel so uncomfortable and I'm doing it, but you know, it's just not really who I am, but I'm going to stick with it. And I talked to her after and I said, listen, I admire that you're still trying and, you know, maybe keep up with it a little bit, but I think your generation and your friends would appreciate like a real announcement card in the mail. Yeah. And she's like, I love mail. Right. I right. love handwriting letters and I I love picking up the phone and calling Do my friends. I said those are the things that don't let all these other people out there should on you. Right. And say right, right, these right. are the things you should be doing to be successful. Because I even told her, I think you have a very specific sphere yeah. that would really appreciate working with you. Right. And they're probably not gonna find you on Instagram. No and it was almost like i could see the relief She's like like, oh, like because that makes it uh, because sense. every agent
1: is just looking for permission to yeah. do what they want to do they are right yeah i mean that's the whole point of the podcast
0: But the point is, too, you have to work that. Yeah. If she's trying to reach her people, she better be writing a lot of letters. Right. And calling and and actually going to lunch and attending events.
1: like Because even if you want to ignore the advice of your coach or other people, you have to pick something that you're doing. It's work. Mm -hmm. There has to be some work involved. The the business is not just going to come to you because you exist. Mm -hmm. Right? You have to remind people you're an agent and you have to work at it. Mm -hmm. Does that mean you have to cold call? or knock on our for sale by owner's door? No. But if you're going to write the letters and make the phone calls, you have to write the letters and make the phone calls. I feel like we all have that one thing that is in the back of our mind at
0: any given time that we're like, I know I should be doing that. Right. I know I should be doing that. Sure. And until you do that one thing, you really can't, get on to the next, you know, and and if you, they're stuck in the book, they're stuck in the book. You're stuck in the book. Move on. Either quit the book or start a new book
1: or finish the book, but you have to do something. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, action is so important. You can't get anywhere without taking action. Right. Right. Um, Okay. I also want to say that some of the numbers I've heard in these messages are astounding i can't believe and i'm gonna say them because (laughs) these were real humans who messaged to us and said things like they spent twenty six thousand dollars oh my gosh six thousand i just said in ten thousand dollars like yes there are probably coaching programs that are at the least i saw online today when i was researching was like 500 bucks a month yeah at a minimum Right. So it's like, it's a pretty serious financial investment, but $26,000? I would like to say if you're struggling financially, you do not need to hire a coach. I think that's a fair assessment.
0: You have to find a way to get some self perseverance in there and just – Get yourself
1: an accountability partner. Yeah.
0: There are too many free resources out there if you're struggling financially. Right. Having someone else yell at you and tell you what you should be
1: doing is probably the last thing you need when you're already down. If you're – Exactly. Yeah. Because you're going to feel like, oh, I – I can't. I don't want to. I'm paralyzed with fear. Mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable with this. I don't that whole we've talked about comfort zone before, but I do feel like that's a big component of being coached is like get out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You can do this. You know, you need to be uncomfortable. I just don't subscribe to that. Right. At all. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> I'm like I spoke on a panel recently
0: and the speaker before the panel was really telling all these agents, you know, we're about to go into a very hard time and you're going to have to really get some grit. You're going to have to be ruthless. And (laughs) you're going to have to do things that cause you pain. (laughs) And when it was my turn on the panel, I said, y'all, I have never been described as ruthless and I do not want to have a career that causes me pain. Don't I want bring to the love pain. my job. Right. Please. I don't want bring to love the, the, the people in my life and love my job. And that's why I'm good at it because I love it. If I hated it and was in pain every day, people
1: wouldn't feel that. They
0: would feel that. And I don't want to be that person. No. Feel the pain. Feel the pain. Embrace <laughs> the pain. And I'm no. like, You're like, no, thank you. And I understand, like, if you really want to do video, but it makes you uncomfortable. The question is, but do you
1: have this, like, kind of desire, curiosity to do it? Okay, I'm so glad you said that. There is some amount of push through it that you have to do with certain things, right? Like, does it make you feel highly uncomfortable to post something on Instagram, like, I'm in my car, and this is what I'm bringing with me to my appointment, and I'm like, ew, weird. People are going to think I'm such a weirdo. Yeah, after you do it the fourth time and realize (laughs) people think it's interesting, you're like, oh, well, okay, this was fine. Or I can remember... (laughs) Everything I – I am motivated by people yelling at me and saying, you should be doing this. You are? In my business. No, not like coach style, but like, you know, the gurus. Or you're like, listen. Oh. All along my career, I can remember hearing, I hated Facebook. I thought it was the stupidest thing people were obsessed (laughs) with when I – because it – Facebook came after I was out of college. Okay. Just, but like, so I have some younger friends who were into Facebook. Then every time we would get together, did you see this on Facebook? Did you see this on Facebook? I'm like, this is so stupid. I don't want to, I'm not getting on social media. This is so dumb. And then every, with every passing year, I think it was by 2008. I got my license in 2005. I'm like, if one more real estate person tells me that I need to have Facebook, I just had to do it. I'm like, I don't want to, this is weird for me, but I'm going to do it. Do I love it now? Yes. So do I just feel like you should turn a blind eye to everything that you think you don't like? Yeah, no. Right. I mean, that would be crazy.
0: But if it's something that makes you go, man, that is kind of interesting. I kind of like it, but I just feel nervous.
1: Then do it. Maybe you should push through it a little bit and get, right. get to there. But Does if it look mm-hmm. like someone's having fun? It's yeah, I did yeah. look at everyone. I'm like, oh, they do look like they're having fun on Facebook. Yeah, but I'm just like really uncomfortable. The same thing with video. I can remember hearing four years. You have to be on video. You have to be on video. You have to be on video. I'm like, I don't want to be on video. I I don't like this. And then finally, I can remember being in my office and like getting my phone. I'm like, I'm going to record this video. I'm like, these are horrible. I need to go find them. They're so bad. Am I great on video now? No. Do I freak out just because I want to tell somebody something on video? No. Right. You just do it. You just do it. Yeah. And you get good responses. No one is a bigger critic of you than you. Mm -hmm. Right? So if there's something you want to do, but if cold calling is like the thing that you're like, I would never like. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I have it. no curiosity. <laughs> or like, does door knocking sound dangerous? To, are you afraid? Yeah. I don't. I don't think you should ever do anything that makes you feel like you're putting your safety in danger. <laughs> no. Right? No. Like, if you don't want to meet a stranger at a showing from an online lead because they're strangers from yeah. an online lead. Yeah. Don't do not do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Uh, okay. Any part, final thoughts? <sighs> I just think you need to be
0: very wise, very cautious. Yeah. Kind of like when I was first doing interviews to choose a broker. Same. My dad was the one who sat me down and said, listen, you are interviewing them. Do not feel like they are interviewing you. You got lucky because nobody really knows that. I know. And I was mind blown. You're like, what? Like, I thought this was a job interview. And he's like, no, they are all going to want you to sign. And you're like, oh. Yeah. It really made me kind of change my perspective of how I was going into these meetings. And I think that's a good point. Change your perspective before you go into the coaching sales call. You can tell them, I want to let you know I'm interviewing a few different coaches. That's a great idea. That's how you should start the conversation. Yeah.
1: Or you could just not interview coaches. (laughs) Stop. <laughs> Listen, I'm not against it if you feel like you're the type of person that has to do it, like that needs someone to really hold them accountable. Yeah. Give it a try, but look at the dollars and cents. And remember, we're here to tell you to keep your business simple. Very simple. And to not spend a bunch of money on it. Yeah. Because especially if you're not making money, you can't spend money you're not making. Correct. Please don't spend money that you're not making. If you're making. not making it, don't spend it. Okay. That's Anything not, else yeah. you want to say? I think I'm good. I think that's good. I hope that I do want to. <laughs> better stop. In, in closing, in closing, I would like to say we were very nervous to make this episode. Yeah. Because we don't want to feel like we're hating on coaches. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But we have opinions. Yeah.
0: And We, d- we just
1: believe in you and think you can do it. We do. We totally believe in you and think you can do it. Okay. So let's do a toast. Today's toast is from Lauren Goodman um in here we would say Lafayette right but I wonder what is it there I don't know Indiana In I can't even Lafayette like what is it how do you say Lafayette
0: if you're not from Louisiana
1: I don't know um uh, well she's in Indiana Lauren call us from Indiana and leave us a message on how you say Lafayette is going to toast to Kim Loya I call her my real estate sister Oh, an accountability partner. Right, that's right. We started real estate at the same time, and she has always been there for me from the beginning, even when we were studying for the exam. I'm so proud of her because she recently... Um, started her own team, The Loya Group, and is killing it in her business. I feel very fortunate to work alongside her and navigate this ever-changing industry. She is an amazing agent and friend. She deserves a big cheers. That's so great. Perfect for this episode. Perfect. So That's cheers all you need. to Kim and thank you to Lauren. And um, good luck to all of you. Good luck. You got this. You got this. <laughs> you can do this. You can do it. You can do it on your own. Okay. okay.